Good morning. Am I on? You guys can hear me? Man, I love this time of year. I love the traditions uh, that we get to celebrate together um, and the memories that just come flooding back. Um, I do, I do want to encourage you guys uh, this, this year to, uh, to do some kind of uh, devotional, if you can, with your family. Um, whether it's, you know, everybody getting together every night, that, I mean, that would be ideal, but just sometimes to kind of separate yourself from the hustle and the bustle and the consumerism that so often we feel uh, during Christmas and to just refocus on, on the advent, the arrival. Um, to remind you guys, we have like our foundational scripture um, for this series is from Matthew, and it's what the angel uh, told to Mary. Uh, we read in Matthew 1, 23, fighting with the, uh, the slide person. Are we doing the right, are we going the right way? Right, right. There we go. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us, the incarnation. And we've been looking specifically at the incarnation in scripture as it applies to different situations that we find ourselves in life. Um, la two weeks ago, we talked about God being with us in the valley, those low points in our life. And it doesn't have to be just our whole life is low, but occasionally we experience one low point. And the truth that we got from that is while we may enjoy God on the mountaintop, we really get to know him intimately, right? We've developed that relationship uh, in the valley. And we take faith in knowing that, um, that we're just passing through. The valley is not some place where we live, but it is a place that God is carrying us through to get to know him better so that he can know us better to build that relationship. Last week, we talked about God in the wilderness. Whenever we have that long period that things just don't seem to resolve or, or that the hope just isn't being found, uh, and we saw that the de our deepest need becomes a gift to us if it drives us to depend on God. So that need can actually become a gift. And we also saw, and, and, and uh, let me mention this in the, in the communion thought, that we experience sometimes God's voice in a whisper, and he whispers because he's close. God is never far from us in those times of need. And so this week we're gonna talk about uh, God in the will, uh, sorry, God in the storm, and then next week we're gonna talk about uh, God in the waiting. Uh, really looking forward to it. So what, what do I mean whenever I say storm? This is a little bit different than a valley, a little bit different than the wilderness. Uh, the storm is when you feel like you've just lost control. Like, like you're just being blown about, that you have no direction, just, life is just carrying you along, it's frantic, um, it's life-threatening, it's stressful, and, um, and I'm sure you guys have experienced something similar to this, and this directly correlates with storms. Um, I remember as a kid being like deathly afraid of tornadoes. I don't know why, I don't know what developed that, but I would like, if we had storms coming, I would watch the Weather Channel religiously. <laughs> Um, and I knew like all the percentages and the forecast and things coming up. And um, I remember that uh, if a storm is especially bad, they give it a name. That's kind of weird. It, it originally, they would name storms after whatever geological or just sorry, geographical location that it developed in, right? So wherever that storm started, you'd name it after that place. 
Um, but uh, back in 1954, uh, meteorologists had this wonderful idea uh, to name storms after their wives or girlfriends. So I can't imagine how that conversation went home. Baby, in honor of you, I am naming this horrible storm that is going to cause massive destruction, possibly loss of life. Name it after you, babe. Um, I have no idea how many nights on the couch it took them to figure out that that's not the best idea. And so we see now that we, we name storms alphabetically. They get guys' names. They get girls' names. Um, I do remember as, as a high school student, uh, Hurricane Katrina, um, I had family who lived in New Orleans. Uh, thankfully, they were able to evacuate before the storm got there. I also remember, though, living in central Arkansas in Conway, that we had people from New Orleans that escaped the storm and came and lived in our, we had like a youth center or activity center, and they lived there. And I was able to go and help, you know, provide uh, or pass out clothes and food and things like that. And that was a big deal. When a storm is especially bad, they retire that storm's name, right? So we could have a, two storms with the same name after many years, but we'll never have another storm named Hurricane Katrina. That, that storm's uh, name was retired. So I think, unfortunately, some of you guys might find yourself in a similar situation, right? Like you're trying to navigate through storm divorce, or you're trying to find refuge uh, from storm depression, trying to get through this financial storm. And it's a bad one. It's, you want to retire that name. You've experienced that storm too many times. And unfortunately, we find ourselves oftentimes in these storms wondering, where is God in all of this? When things feel out of control, like, what is he thinking? Where is his presence? What is his plan in the middle of this? I think oftentimes we make accusations to God too. How could you do this, God? Where, where are you in this situation? And so today's truth that we're going to look at is never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. We're going to look at a specific storm today in scripture in Acts 27. So Paul is being transported by some men on a ship, and they experience a storm, a storm that went on for several days. The storm got so bad that they threw their cargo overboard. They said there is nothing in life, right, any valuable thing in life worth us losing our life. And it didn't get better. It got even worse. And so they threw the sailing gear, the tackle and stuff over. It was like, we can't steer this ship anyway. What good is any of this doing? Um, and so they had... They had completely lost hope. And so we pick this up in Acts 27, verse 20. We see, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Man, that's a tough place to be. When the storm is raging so hard that all you can see is the storm and you give up all hope of being saved but the story gets better. The next verse we see, after they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, men, you should have taken my advice not to sell from Crete. 
then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. Way to go, Paul. <laughs> it kind of seems like a jerk move for him to stand up after they spent days and days without food, fearing for their life. He pulls a, guys, I told you so. <laughs> we could have avoided all of this if you all had just listened. That doesn't make the storm any better, obviously. Um, but I think it's, some, it's important for us to see that sometimes we're in the middle of storms for our own fault. Like these guys decided after Paul had told them, you don't want to sail, they had decided, no, we're going to do it anyway. And so oftentimes we find ourselves in a storm because of things that we've done. Like we spent that money, we made that decision, we met with that person, we visited that website, we find ourselves in a storm of our own making. Uh, but that's not the only storm. We also find ourselves in storms of other people's making, Right? Um, you weren't the one laid off, somebody else was laid off, you got all of their responsibilities and none of their pay. <laughs> so now you can't meet those deadlines. You find yourself in a storm of somebody else's making. So we gotta remember, never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Sometimes it's our making, sometimes it's not. Picking back up, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. All right, well, now he's told you so. Changes meaning just a little bit because these men aren't on that boat alone. Wouldn't it change our perspective just a little bit to get that visit from the angel of the Lord? regardless of what the angel said, just to know that there's something more powerful in the ship with me. There's something more powerful in the middle of this storm. King David put it this way. If you're in a storm right now, you might wanna read all of Psalm 16, but we're gonna read just a few verses starting in verse eight, or sorry, just verse eight. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. It's all about who's beside you, who's with you. When you realize that God's with you in that storm, it completely changes your perspective. It brings a calm that isn't necessarily any diminishing in the storm. So the storm still rages, but our faith is built because who is with us there in the storm? We have another um, storm story that's pretty interesting. You can find this in Mark chapter four. Um, Jesus is... He's, you know, he's gathered a crowd of people who are interested in what he's saying and what he's teaching. And I mean, I, I can't even imagine, but it becomes too much. And so he asks his disciples to load up into a boat and go to the other side. And while they're traveling, they experience a storm. And uh, funny enough, Jesus is asleep. And while the disciples are frantically trying to make sense of what's going on and navigate this storm, uh, they decide to wake Jesus up. And like, Jesus, don't, eat, don't you even care uh, if we drown? And um, Jesus says, and you know, the famous line, peace be still, and the storm completely diminished in that instant. And um, he turned around to the disciples and said, oh, ye of little faith, like, I don't know, I'd, I'd be in the same situation if I was in a storm like that in the ocean. Uh, oh, ye of little faith. And then the, the disciples are amazed that even the winds and the seas obey Jesus. Well, they experienced peace in that boat, not because of their ability, 
And some of these guys were fishermen, right? They should have been able to navigate to some extent. They didn't experience peace in that boat because of how well the boat was constructed. They experienced peace uh, because Jesus was in that boat. It was about who was with them. Peace is not found in the absence of a storm, but it's found in the presence of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. We can't control the storm, but we serve somebody who does. Then we pick up, and this is what the angel said. And the angel said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sell with you. In other words, the angel's saying, you can't go down in this storm because you have another battle to fight. You're not gonna drown today because God has some other plans for you. It reminds me, Molly and I just recently uh, watched through the first season of Andor. You guys seen Andor? Um, it's on Disney Plus and it follows a character and it's a prequel to another movie. There's a movie called Rogue One, Star Wars movie Rogue One. It's a really good movie uh, written to, to close one plot hole in a movie a long time ago. It might be the best Star Wars movie ever made. But they made a prequel based on one of the characters. His name is Cassian Andor. And in these episodes, we find him getting into more and more intense situations, whether he's in a battle or he's in prison or he's fighting. He's in all these different situations. It gets pretty intense. And while we're watching it, Molly makes the comment, no matter how intense this gets, it's just not that bad because we know he's in Rogue One, right? He has another battle to fight. So it doesn't, I mean, it, the, the, the show is great. I don't want to knock it, but we know his future. And when we know his future, it completely diminishes the situation that he's in, right? He's still fighting that battle. He still has a battle to fight, but he's not done because he has another battle to fight. Like he has a future that's already been written. If you're not dead, you're not done because God has a plan for you. And the plan is a result oftentimes of the storm. When you survive the storm, God brings people into your life who need that perspective. He creates little evangelists as a result of all these storms. If you're not dead, you're not done. The storm is not the end. You're not going down with the ship. You might lose the ship. Everything might seem lost, but he's not done with you yet. And so that completely changes our perspective. God's building your character. He's building your faith. You don't always know it. You don't always see it in the moment, but he's taking you to the other side. And, and again, I think oftentimes we look back at these storms in our life and nothing in us would trade the character that's been built inside of us because of that, that experience. So picking back up in verse 25, Paul says, so keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me just as he told me. I have in faith, I have faith in God that it's gonna happen the way that he said, that he's gonna see me through, um, that he'll be my de deliverance, my salvation, my redeemer, that when he says it, it's gonna happen. When God says it, it's a guarantee. Um, we can't control the presence of storms in our life. It's just part of life. We can't control how long we're caught in the middle of that storm but our faith 
isn't in what we see around us. Our faith is in God and what he says. Psalms 46, one through three, we read, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though, it, though its waters roar in foam and the mountain quakes with their surging. God is our refuge and strength, our ever present help in trouble. Why do we have that perspective? Because God's with us by our side and he's speaking truth into our life. So I'm gonna speak that truth over you guys today. I'm gonna put them up on the screen. They're getting posted to social media if you need to follow up with these verses. But when we change our perspective, we know that even if we lose our job, even if we uh, experience financial downfall, even if the relationship falls apart, even if uh, the economy gets shaky or, or we experience a depression, I'm not gonna be afraid because he's with me. Because it says that he'll never leave me or forsake me. Because he sustains me. Because he's my safety. Because God is my strength. Because he's my comforter. Because he's my source. He's my redeemer. Because God is my righteousness. God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's our rock in the storm. Because he's our living bread, the bread of life. Because he's the living water that satisfies our soul. He's the guide who directs my steps. He's my comforter that ministers to me in time of need. He's our peace. Paul said, so keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Peace isn't found in the absence of storms. Our life's gonna be full of them. In fact, if you're not in one now, I hate to say it, there's one in the forecast. Peace is found not in the absence of the storm. Peace isn't found in what we can see. Peace isn't found in our experience in life. Peace is found in the one who's with us in the boat. It says, a virgin will give birth to a child and you shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Because again, true peace isn't found in our circumstances. Our peace is found in Jesus. My faith is not in my ship. My faith is not in my experience. My faith is not in my knowledge. My faith isn't in what I see, but it's, it's in what God says will happen. So the storm's not gonna take you guys down because he's got more planned for your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are telling a story with our life, that you have a plan and a purpose for everything that we experience that when things get crazy, that's when we find you, that your presence is there in the storm. 
And so we thank you. We thank you that you're carrying us through the valley. We thank you that you whisper to us in the wilderness because you're close. And we thank you for being the peace in our storm because you said it and it's done. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys stand up, let's sing together.